Pellet Zero Pickle, episode 127. Uh, I go full rant mode this episode. We got Carol talking trash to umpires at Coastal Carolina. We're getting into some bat speed topics, uh, horrible defense. What else did we talk about? Some other rants in there too. If you like rants, this is the episode for you. Check it out. Pelotero Pickle, episode 127. We are in the throes of college baseball and college softball playoffs tournament time. A lot of rants this weekend. This episode might be pretty ranty. I'm pretty excited about that. But before we get into that, reminder, send us your questions, topics. Hit us up on Twitter at Pelotero Pickle. Send us emails, pickle at Pelotero.com. I'm Bobby Tewksbury. Joining me as always is Chris Colabello. Chris is reliving his college days he's down in uh he's at duke he's on location at duke um he's in a college apartment right now and he was just telling his pre-show that college people keep happen to live in just fyi he's in a car he's living the college well he he was just telling us about the beer pong table and the the cleanliness of the bathroom or the lack thereof so chris give us a give us a quick recap of you because you're you're in like uh you got a lot going on right now because you got your nephews in the D2 World Series. Millersville's Coach Sheehan and Millersville's in the D2 yeah. World Series. They play each other tonight. Big game. Big show. Friends, yeah. friends uh, Matt Swope at Maryland was just at Wake. Northeastern was also at Wake. Who else is down there? Is that it? Wake's, now, Wake's at Wake, which is good. And now They're Alabama. There. Let me tell now you. Alabama. Wake's a wagon. Yeah. They're pretty good. But now Alabama's coming into town next weekend. You might be in North Carolina for a week. Another week. Grinder. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I committed last night as the Alabama game ended to staying for the week. You I did? No responsibilities at home. So I'm going to watch the, uh, yeah, the it's tide great. roll. The tide are going to roll into North Carolina and then we're just going to, we're going to like let Pelotero infuse through the state. That's it. That's what I'm going to do. Um, the apartment's really not bad. I'm just being dramatic because the two massive beer pong tables. Uh, lack of cleanliness is such an obvious thing for college kids. Just throw like some scrubbing bubbles in the shower, maybe spray it down every now and then, you know, it's like Uh, once a week. You just, if you did scrubbing bubbles once a week in the shower. Well, yeah. And the apartment's pretty open. Nobody's here. Um, friend of the program, Chad Knight is, uh, he's at the, He's at his own regional, so he said, "Why don't you just stay at the apartment?" And I said, "Is it a normal apartment?" And he said, "Yeah." And he, to his credit, very clean sheets. My room is clean, so that's the only place I stay. He, he learned to appreciate cleanliness as you get older. I think. It's like it, a thing. It, when you're just a dirty college kid, you don't realize what dirty is until you until you are <laughs> undirty. Yeah. Your standards standards are not high. I'm a bit like big shout out to my wife for making sure we have clean bathrooms all the time. Dude, if if, if just, I wasn't married, I would I our place would be disgusting. Show. Our place would be a mess. I don't my know that I would be, be disgusting. Enough. I would have a much smaller house, that's for sure. There would definitely be a spot in the house that had dust on it that I didn't know was there for four years. But other than that, I think I'd maintain some semblance of cleanliness. 
fascinating trait about this apartment, seven trash cans in the kitchen. Seven. I counted them last night. Actually so seven? They're, yeah, just re- pretty regular size, like whatever those are. Uh, Interesting. Uh, you know, that'll fit a regular size trash bag. But so that part was good. Do they have complicated um, like recycling rules there or something? No, it's just I mean, just make sure you have a place to throw your trash. It's interesting. The fridge, it's an adventure. That's an adventure. There's stuff that's been in there. I don't want to know how long. I put my water in there the other day, and I just kind of tucked it in the corner. It was nice. I remember I, I, I encouraged Chad to get an air fryer, and he FaceTimed me when he got it. He was excited. Oh, yeah, it's here. Like, air, they, air fryers they, are – if I had an air fryer in college, I would have eaten – so much better. I was like the king of pasta, tuna, eggs. I didn't even do eggs that much. Mac and cheese. I would have said I would have eaten better and then I wouldn't have. One one fascinating thing that you will not believe they have in here is uh, it's, it's actually um, it's on the kitchen countertop and it's um, screwed on. It's a pasta uh, roller. It's just on the on the granite countertop in the middle, which is you know the thing that you put the the dough through to kind of yeah. roll it out. So surprising, college kids are, are doing handmade handmade pasta. Yeah, and then and then there must then be an Italian see, in the in that dorm. There's got to be an Italian. You see in the college side of it. They have uh, their golf scorecards are posted on the wall. Uh, they have a putting green right in the middle of the living room. My wife would kill me if I did that. A uh, couple sets of clubs behind the couch, and uh, yeah, just random college stuff. There's a random Tom Brady jersey hanging, and uh, Chad's Little League World Series shirt is up in the room too. <laughs> so they get the priorities just straight down the middle, that's right good. up there. Brady's Brady's on the wall, so that's good. I bet they. I bet there's a, f- a couple flat screen TVs, maybe a gaming console, unless the kids took it with them. Yeah, they're, they're uh, the. It's, a three bedroom with one human here, so there's only one TV and a gaming console. But yeah, you're spot on. Yeah, well, it's like if you're a guy, your priorities are like TV for sports. You got Tom Brady up there. You got to play. Got to play golf. Got to let people know if you played well. I'm sure they could round recap for you on the scorecards. What a mess. Yep. Number one tip, though, honest, if for any male or female, just figure out how to cook a little bit before you go to college. If you can figure out how to cook. Just with air fryer, life's going to be better. It's worth it. It's a, it's I'll a, buy that. I'll buy it. Your life's going to be better if you can cook. So, all right, let's jump into topics. Um, we're starting with Carol today. I was just telling, I was, I was recapping for you guys pre-show. So I flip on the uh, the Ryder Coastal game yesterday. And Ryder beat Coastal the other night. It was like this chaotic, you know, Ryder tried really hard not to win the game and they ended up winning the game. They scored, I think, nine runs in an inning to take the lead. Then they let Seven Coastal back one. in. So, yeah, they, it was just, it was a chaotic game. They're, the kid that pitched to close out that game was just, I mean, he was just wet. He was so, <laughs> just working so hard. He's probably their closer. He's like 80 pitches in. Just sweating bullets. Center fielder makes a diving catch with two outs, bases loaded. You know, if the ball drops, they lose type of catch. It was a walk-off catch. 
they go crazy. So I'm like, all right, let's follow up. And Ryder's in the same conference as Fairfield. My college coaches at Fairfield. So kind of pull them for the conference a little bit. If they're going to get beat by somebody, let's, let's have some, some success. So I turn this game on and there's a hot mic somewhere. I don't think it was behind home plate because I would have seen. And there's, there's a, there's a woman. Her name was Carol because somebody said, tell him Carol. And she was barking every single pitch. She had a comment and the best slash slash worst thing about Carol was she was a hundred percent wrong on everything. She said everything. The kid pitching was when I turned the game on, the kid was throwing a perfect game through six kids dealing. And the at bat, the first bat that I see she's screaming at the umpire and she knows the umpire's name. So she's calling him out by name, which was, I thought just a cherry on top to the whole thing. She was just wrong with everything she said. The 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 one zero curveball that was eighteen inches outside. She goes, "Come on, Mike, you're so inconsistent, Mike." <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? Next pitch, straight down the middle. She goes, "Same pitch." <laughs> catcher, catcher, set up middle, middle doesn't move his glove versus catcher set up away, reaching. Same pitch, Mike. I'm like, come on, lady. Uh, kid goes on a yank of yank a fastball. Later in that bat, she's, you're so inconsistent, Mike. Uh, kid ends up getting a base hit. <laughs> Line drive to right field. As the kid's running to first base, you hear young, that's on you, Mike. That's on you. <laughs> it was amazing. And I was tweeting about it because don't be a Carol. And a guy can be a Carol, I guess. I don't know what the name would be for the male version because this person's name happened to be Carol. So we're just rolling with Carol, but we've all been to the high school game. We've been to the travel ball game. We, we know a Carol. Don't be a Carol. Shut up, Carol. You're wrong. You're annoying. Shut up. Everybody thinks they can talk at baseball games. I guess it's a free country, but man, I hear some stupid shit and it, I just wish she was right one part time. She problem, was so wrong every time. Part of the problem is I sit there and I don't want to be right. I don't like it because then I have this feel like I have this duty to enlighten the world. And then I just get more frustrated because everybody's emotional. Just watch a game. Just watch a game. It's not hard. Root for your team. It's not hard. Stop yelling at everybody else. No, yelling, I don't understand fans that get so upset and start booing. I was at the Wake Forest game the other night, the Wake Forest Maryland game, which, by the way, started at 1045 at night, first pitch. Last pitch, 210 a.m. How many How and, many winner's bracket teams were at a disadvantage because they had to wake up Sunday morning to play? It was a big problem. A lot of weather in the southeast. The whole thing. There was bad weather everywhere. Well, the entire tournament was in the southeast. So, so the entire southeast was covered in storms. Maybe spread out the bracket, NCAA. So I'm listening to kids, and I get it, right? The the, the banter from student to player, whatever. The, the, the come up with something funny. But kids were just ruthless, and they're just going in. They're college kids, man. Like They're just going in on them. At one point, I was sitting right behind the Maryland dugout. And first of all, 
these three, I don't, the huge announcement when the game starts, you know, no tobacco in the field, in the stadium. Three kids just started openly smoking a cigarette right behind the Maryland dugout as like this, look at me, you can't do anything to me. And they were taking pictures of it, doing Snapchats. And then finally an usher came over after... Yeah, just ripping heaters right behind the I don't. Th- I can't tell then, you the last time I saw somebody smoking a cigarette. They're well, very out of fashion anyway, right now. They were so proud. They were so proud. They were like so proud that they were taking their their pictures, like turning around. There were three kids, two boys and a girl. Two of them would take a picture, then they'd switch, and and then finally the usher came over, and and they were so devastated when they were told to put them out. It's like, what are we doing? And then people like cursing at kids on the Maryland team. And I get it. You want to create a hostile environment. And it was right. Like it was loud and in the right way by a lot of people. I just don't understand bad fanning. I don't get it. It makes no sense to me. Bad when fanning. I was, when, I, when I was thinking about Carol, I was thinking, I was really was thinking about her. Like, what is her goal? What is, is she trying to impose herself on the game? Is she trying to, like apply for a coaching job, Carol. What what's the goal? Like when these parents go crazy, are they so afraid that their kid's gonna fail that they have to step in and intervene? Have you have you not prepared your kids that much? Because that's what when I see that, that's what is going through my head. You have no confidence in your kid. You you have no confidence in the team. You're not like let the kids play the game. Let the game happen. And yeah, home field, if you're gonna be hostile, you can create energy. That's I think that's part of the game. You're like calling out the umpire by name damn near every pitch. Like, what are we doing? You, what? What's your goal? What's your purpose? How is that the life that you're living? You go to baseball games People and yell are really the angry, man. Go to the, really you go to baseball angry. games and yell at the umpire and tell him he's doing a bad job while being wrong. Like, what's the, the classic comeback line? Like, oh, I don't come to the gas pump and tell you how to do your job when somebody heckles you it's cheesy but you know, everybody pumps their own gas now there's no unless you're in jersey it's just yeah. i i don't i don't understand people that just can't watch a game or just cheer or there's always a problem there's always an issue that they're facing just let the like the guys this is why the automatic strike zone is going to happen though if you watched uh any of the college world series on softball side People are freaking out because there was a couple bad calls and they're going to influence the game. But the, the we, we run into this with hitting approach where people are like, oh, well, you got to really be exact with the pitch locations. I'm like, do you though? Like, we need to know the pitch is up. We need to know the, we need to know the pitch is down. Until there's going to, there's, and there is a future where you're, you're going to be able to hang your iPhone up and just capture a game and it's going to do balls and strikes and it's just going to happen. But people, their expectations for perfection imposed on an umpire who's doing a pretty good job, it's like you're just not being reasonable. I don't get it. People are mean. Uh, we're, we, live in a, we live in a world where everybody wants to tell everybody how to do everything. And it's just, I don't know. I don't get it, man. I, I get I get rattled by it every day. I think about it too much and I well, the scary thing, talk about it. 
yeah, the scary thing to me is that people that are like that, they do that in other aspects of life and it works. So like that, that type of behavior would not persist unless it worked for them. So if they just, well, if they figure if out that true, they can though. just, if they just figure out that they can complain and whine and moan and just, if, if that behavior is not getting rewarded, you're going to stop. So at some point it's working, which is yeah, terrible. I, I, I just think it's unfortunate because now it just, it gets more attention, right? It, get, it, like it gets more attention when people are loud. And I think at the end of the day, people are seeking out attention. So then it gets highlighted and promoted. So I don't know if it happens more now. I'm assuming it happens more now because we see everything, right? So, so has it become more socially acceptable to be that way? Um, the interesting thing is I watched a couple of different, I don't know, movies or documentaries or and and you just see seems like one of the lines i heard a lot this weekend was oh well we've got to get away from these antiquated traditions and a lot of them are just things they're not they're just things that the way people have done things and they're not bad or they certainly don't have any bad implications but it's like tradition is a bad thing. It's like we have to be progressive on everything and innovate on everything. And I'm like, some traditions are really cool. And if you go look at it, just being around a college campus, you see Greek life and um, the, the passion that they feel for their sports programs and how college football teams do things and, and mascots, things like that are, I don't know, There's those things are cool to me. And it's just, I, I don't know why everybody has to get so mad at <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm not being very specific. So it's, uh, you know, it's just interesting. And, and you wrap it around baseball and I hate watching bad baseball. And I saw a lot of bad baseball this weekend. I saw a lot of good baseball too, but um, it's amazing to me how many college pitchers and power five conferences can't throw strikes, just can't throw strikes. No chance. And then just repeatedly the not just gets strikes, out of yeah. control. Yeah, like it's weird. Like, that's your job. You're getting paid. Your scholarship is to throw strikes. It's the power five. When I don't understand it, it just that, that makes no sense to me. Just throw it over. See what happens. And over and over and over again, I watch teams get hurt when they walk people, when they give away free bases. Free bases. Same oh man, I was going to bring that up. The number Raps of free around. bases. Free bases. Run around first. Base it towards the gap. Throw it a third every time. What are we doing? I just want to, I want to like have a team huddle and be like, Hey guys, did you know there's a thing called double place? Like we should try to do that. Yeah. Do you we, know, we, there there's a ground ball with a run on first. We can get two outs at once. <laughs> How about this one? So in the division two world series, Augustana was playing, uh, North Greenville who won the national championship last year. Eighth inning, Augustana's winning one, nothing game's over. Like it, it, Greenville can't get out of their own way. Um, it's sorry, bottom of the seventh, Augustana runs themselves into an out. They had a chance to score a run. They run themselves into an out, which is the telltale sign for, uh Oh, here it comes. So in the eighth inning right away, lead off hit, um, uh, either walk the next guy or another hit. I can't remember first and second, nobody out. And I turned to the Rollins kids as they're, we're watching the game and I go, 
whoever poops down their leg the least is going to win the game. And by the way, Augustine is pooping down their leg right now. North Greenville decided to poop down their leg. They put the bunt on. The guy got backpicked at second base from the catcher after the kid missed the bunt. So I said, oh, they're trying to win it. They're trying to give it away now. Next guy uh, gets a base hit. So now they got first and second. They get the second out, and a kid hits a hooks the ball down the line, down the right field line. The right fielder picks it up and throws it to second base. So the run from second had scored. The runner from first went to third and then came all the way home because the ball went into second. I was like, no. Oh, my God, no. No, don't do it. So Greenville ended up winning. But So many free bases. I don't, that's like the wild part to me. And I think it's part of – I think it's part of this narrative of like, we're making kids robotic, man. We're not, we're not letting guys be creative and think out on the field. And then what ends up happening is they, when things go haywire, they don't, they can't get them back to reality or calm them down, I guess. It's it's like kids pretty fair to say that kids today have their tools are better, right? They're bigger, stronger, faster. They're, I think so. Yeah. I, w- I mean, like top to bottom, the board, there's training from harder. a, from a parody standpoint, like some of these series there, it feels like there's a lot more three and four seed teams that are having success that are like when I was in college, I, I felt like our frontline guys could always compete. Like the starting nine, we could compete. But if we get into the bullpen, they're coming out with 92, 93. We're coming out with 85. So they're just the depth isn't there. Maybe they're, they're nine, they're one through nine starters are going to put up competitive at bats where we, maybe we fall apart like six, seven, eight, where it gets a little softer. We had like Indiana State hosting a regional and winning the regional. Like where'd they come from? It's great. I love it. Oral Roberts wins. Penn is Penn was in a position. They're still in a position to go like an Ivy league school going to a super. What, what, how's that happen? Vanderbilt get knocked out. Vanderbilt's out early. Auburn's out early. Like that's Oklahoma state to unscrew Auburn out to unscrew. Yeah. You just typically don't, you don't see, you don't see teams getting bounced like that by schools from not from mid majors. Really mid majors don't do that. So the game is just, to me, it's a lot more consistent skill-wise up and down. But there's still like, from an IQ standpoint, you watch the game and it's like, these kids are talented, but some some there's certainly players that have the IQ and they, they really stand out to me. And then there's other teams. There's just so many situations. You're like, why did you do that? Why is Why did that scenario occur? Why is that possible in the realm of, possibilities of this game uh what's weird is right the, the the consensus two best pitchers in the country in division one baseball right now are the skeins kid from lsu and the louder kid from wake forest and everybody talks about their stuff right i watched louder pitch the other night they saved him for they threw their other guy for game one louder through game two and the wild part about him is uh, you know, I stood behind the plate for a while. I watched some of the stuff from behind on video. He throws a ton of strikes. Skeens throws a ton of strikes. It's not 
listen, their stuff is good. Don't don't get it twisted. Like the louder kids, he went to fourteen and zero the other night. Um, in sixteen starts, he's had they've won every game. Just absolutely hammers the strike zone with all three pitches. Just pounds it. Like it, it looked like Maryland was 0-2 every at bat, and then I'm watching the kid from Maryland. Alternatively, first inning, right? You're you're facing an electric offense. Get the first guy out, punch out or something like that. Hits the next guy. Gets Nick Nick Kurtz, who's a pretty good hitter in a two strike count early, and then just thumb in like Kurtz is late to every fastball he's throwing. And then he starts thumbing and missing and missing, and he ends up walking him. And before you know it, you're first and second, nobody out. They haven't got a hit yet. Now, all of a sudden, the next guy comes up, and Brock Wilkin hits a ground ball, hard ground ball, that if they weren't just a little bit shifted, probably was right after shortstop, could have been a double play. So just to go to show you, you even got a chance now with first and second, and it just happened to be a hit, and then the wheels fell off, and then it turned into a 21-6 to game. But over and over again, can't throw it over walk, hit by pitch. That's what causes cricket numbers. If you just throw strikes, you get a chance. Just throw it over and work quick. Mark Burley did it for 15 years with very limited stuff. Just throw strikes. Work fast. If you're a hitter, be patient. Swing at the right stuff. Be on time. That's it. Simple. We make it bigger than that, Bobby. Like, we make it bigger. It's just it doesn't have to be. I don't want to go down a metric spiral, but <clears throat> getting people out is the object of the pitcher, not making it out is the object of the hitter. Sometimes that gets lost. Sometimes hitting the ball harder becomes too big of a goal. Throwing the ball harder becomes too big of a goal. We well, forget, to, we to forget what the game is. You got you, you to gotta be good at the game. And yes, to, hitting the ball like, harder, yes, throwing harder helps with that, but you still got to do it. To wrap all this in a bow, and I think this is what happens, and this is why Carol probably gets the way she is. The reason why baseball is proverbially boring, right, or it's a slow game, the things that work, they're not, they're just not sexy, right? Like, they're not, like, highlight-worthy. They're not oh my God, this is different. And that's why for the longest time, pre the 99 mile an hour fastball and all this other stuff, this was like a prerequisite. It was a prerequisite to throw strikes if you're going to pitch. You know, it, it, and, and I think we've, as a fan base, like, that's not the stuff that we've noticed, right? Or as a, I guess, outside fan base, like people that haven't been in the game. So that they don't, you don't notice the things that are working while they're working. It's just because they're they're just happening and you go oh, in real time. So, and I don't know if game theory is that difficult. I guess there are times when I, I say stuff to people and they're like, why, why would you do that? I said, well, because this, this, and this seems pretty obvious. And they're like, well, no, you just got to make sure you get the out. And I, I guess game theory is a little bit harder than I give it credit for. And, it's just hard for people to notice or observe things that I guess true baseball people would notice as the game's going on over time. Is that fair? And, and they're just not, they're not things that people think about. 
well, they get emotional, right? They get, they get, they get emotional and they react to situations instead of just playing the game. I guess. Yeah. All right. Next topic. So, uh, I've been asking driveline lately how they measure bat speed. So I'd appreciate if they answered cause they, you know, every time a guy hits a homer that they've talked to, they put the little rocket ship up there. It's great. Love it. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I put up Do a thing you. about Arenado. Well, it's, I mean, it's a little tired, but, um, the thing, the, here's something that I know, the better you are at marketing, the better players you get, the easier it is to have success as a coach. Like when you get good players that work hard and you just have talked talent. about recruiting in a nutshell. Yeah. It's like you're, yeah. And that's, that's what marketing is. It's recruiting. You're, you're, you're bringing in good players. Like the fact that you bring in good players is as impressive to me as anything else. That's you're succeeding at that. That's great. Um, but like they just put up Tim Anderson. It's like Tim Anderson's having a bad year. Like, okay. So, Anyway, so they keep they keep talking about bat speed. Like, oh, somebody hits a home or rocket ship, bat speed's trending up. So I just say, how, how do you measure bat speed? Historically, they've used some sort of script where they say the they reverse engineer the exit velocity that based on the pitch speed, based on the exit velocity, they can determine what the the what the uh, the bat speed was. So you're not you're not measuring bat speed. You don't know if their bat speed's up. I put up a thing on Arenado like where he struggled early. I think we talked about this an episode or two ago, but he, he had a really rough start to the year. He just, it wasn't, it wasn't standard Arenado. So then he got hot because that's what good, good players can get hot and stay hot for longer. So if his bat speed went up, then just show us his bat speed. Like if that's the reason, don't just write the words bat speed. If you're just, this data-driven organization that, you know, data-driven numbers, metrics, blah, blah, blah. Great. Every time you put up a rocket ship for a homer, show us the bat speed. If that's what it is. It's not that hard. Um, if you're actually measuring the bat speed, then you would know and you could just type it as quick as you could do the rocket ship. The, the tweet that I put up was, I want to see bat speed numbers on two Oh three, one counts. I want to see bat speed in two strike counts. I want to see bat speed in heart of the zone versus edges. And I want to see bat speed when hitters are sitting on pitches and they get the pitch they're looking for. So essentially like, are you swinging with conviction or not? Cause you can have the highest bat speed in the world. And then you get into a bunch of two strike counts. You're probably not going to be swinging with the same bat speed. And I just watching baseball games right now. The ball seems hot. It, it seems closer to the 2015 baseball than it does the 2020 baseball, the 2019 baseball. Would you agree with that? Have you like seeing a lot more like homers getting flipped versus like guys being hands up going, I thought I got that one. Not so much of that going on. The old backside Jimmy's showing up again, ain't it? Quite a bit. That's all you got to do is watch, like just watch. Parks that were notoriously considered as non-hitting parks, like Chavez Ravine, Dodger Stadium has never been notoriously a great hitter's park. And an unnamed source said to me the other day, man, 
I watched J, J.D. Martinez hit a lot of balls that ended up getting caught at Fenway in front of the wall. And I'm watching this guy now, and he's going up top. It's way easier to hit at Chavez Ravine than it is at Fenway. And I go, whoa, 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 time out. Since when? Like, on what planet? Now, Fenway does play big to right center, right? The bullpen area is big. J.D. Martinez got 14 homers. J.D. Martinez had, like, 14 homers all year last year. He didn't get worse. He didn't get better. He's the same. You know what J.D. Martinez is right now? He's hanging out with Robert Vanskoyek every single day is what J.D. Martinez is. That's also a factor. Well, like, I mean, in the most... In the most directly correlated things of all time, JD has the attention that he needs, right? And and not to say that he because he had some good years in Boston, and I think friend of the program Pete Fatsy was did a nice job. Like you know, JD has his guy, and I'm sure they're spending a lot of time together and whatever. But my point was, yes, the the. the Oh, Major League Baseball tried to find more offense this year. They look at, oh, they made these changes. The bases are bigger and the no shifts. Of course, they were going to try to create more offense. It's not shocking. Not shocking. Oh, we have to prove that our our, our moves worked and still speed up the game. Look, What's look, going on like, with the... Uh... Oh, I just had something. I just, it just it went through my head so fast. What was I just going to say? I don't know. I vacated your brain quickly. Yeah, it'll come back. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah, I mean, look, it's are the balls juice. Yeah, it's not. It's not everybody. Everybody's bat speed didn't get better. Let's put it that way. And even if it did, it still wouldn't be good. I I don't understand bat speed as a metric to begin with because is it not true that the the barrel technically goes on an arc? Right, the the barrel's going on an arc. Is that am I fair to say that? Yeah. So, are we making the argument that tilted arc at that? Yeah. Sure. So, what I don't understand is like, doesn't the direction your barrel's going when you impact the baseball have to do with how like the speed how of the force swing? is getting like, imparted I can swing to the ball? really fast. I could swing really fast out to the right and it doesn't mean I'm going to, if my barrel comes over to the left, it's going to be fast or I could swing really fast to the left and I create no bat speed to the right. Right. Is that fair? Like direction matters in velocity. Yes. And when we impact the baseball. So, oh yeah, his bat speed was 99. Like what? Who cares? Like there's an arc. Like I, I need to know when I hit the ball, what, and we're not doing stuff like that. And even if we were or trying to, I think it would be entirely too complex. It doesn't well, wouldn't matter for that. And matter. and Driveline does a lot of really cool stuff. Like they have, um, I forget what, I think they call it the Open Biomechanics bio Project, something like that, where they make a lot of their data public, which is great. And then they recently came out with like, oh, early connections, not a thing. It's like, yeah, we know. Like, yep. Like, you don't want your hands to move forward with your shoulders initially. Got it. Yep. Every, yep, we know that. But now they have data that supports it. So I guess it's valid now. The 100 plus years of the game didn't. 
create validation previously. Um, but Bobby, I will say this: there's still somebody on Instagram that posts a video with music in the background of them doing a drill where they're like super attached to their shoulder, and they're like, "Dude, look at this drill." Does that not weird? Am, am I the only one that gets? I know Ferbs gets really upset at this, but people post drills that like we did when we were six. Like they're new, as if they've like reinvented fire. Is that not the strange lack, to you? <clears throat> There's, it's not even about, it's not about inventing stuff. It's about addressing specific problems, and like you see, if if you are active on social, you just you see things happen. Like Juan Soto had the drill where he's like literally hitting the ball with a knob, and I'm like. All right, in two weeks, there's going to be 37 people that post this video with, you know, some catchy song and a bunch of emojis, like fire emojis and 100% and check marks and all this stupid stuff with a bunch of hashtags posting a video that Juan Soto does because check out this new drill. That to me is. Is that the equivalent of going to Abercrombie and Fitch and buying the same shirt as everybody else? It's a version of that. I would say so. Yeah. When we were kids. I would say nice. so. Now you just do it on social. Yeah, it's uh it's a, it's just a weird thing. It's just a weird thing. And some people like really really go out of their way to reinvent it and call it something new and try to make it something new. But a lot of people just straight copy stuff. The thing that the thing that bothers me about it is <clears throat> it's very obvious when people are using the words wrong or they, they can't describe the feel. How many times have we gotten in front of people or we've, we've met people in real life that are very active on social and they just get real quiet when you get in person. <clears throat> they just, they shrink. They, they don't have any confidence in front of hitters. They just get really, really, really quiet really quickly. And... I don't know. I guess if you're if your goal is to just do lessons and make money and try to build an audience, keep stealing people's drills and keep keep putting up those catchy pop songs. The trending the trending sounds are abysmal. I'm just shocked that people don't do better at knowing what's on the internet. I know the internet's a big place. But can't like shouldn't we do better? Like if I was po- if but I want to post something, like, that's like saying I can't believe people don't know how to watch baseball games well. The same, it's just if you if you're looking in the wrong places, you don't know. What's the objective of posting something? So uh, uh, <clears throat> a really good experiment to do, and this for all the listeners out there, we'll get out of rant mode here. Become a novice at something. <clears throat> go become a novice and see where you go to look for stuff. So, like, my daughter was playing soccer. Where do I go for soccer drills? Nah, I know where soccer is. But if, but, if uh, you don't... You go to Italy, Bay. Oi, you got a meatball. And if, I don't, <clears throat> if I don't feel confident... <clears throat> excuse me. Call it basketball. Call it... <clears throat> I don't know anything about football. From a, Yeah, but like, I know uh, everything, Bobby. Why? Like, where am, how am I going to be a novice? Would I have to go into, like... Okay, so if you were going to do... Joke, like, I was trying to interrupt you. If you were going to do curling... 
You're gonna like learn about curling. Did Have that. you ever done curling? Yep, did it. You're the you're the Pull worst. I won. You're the worst. Keep going. So, I, want- I don't know. I don't know anything about soccer. So if I'm a novice at soccer, I need to learn about soccer. If I if I don't if I'm put in a coaching role, whether it's for my own kid or for other kids and volunteering, whatever. Like I need to go somewhere to get knowledge. It's like I'm not going to go to the public library to pull out a book on soccer drills. That's probably not going to happen. I'm going to fire up my computer, my everything device, every fact in the world device. I'm going to open it up, click on the icon that says YouTube and try to find a video that helps me not feel like an idiot. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to then I'm going to go buy some cones. It it makes sense why horrible products exist because the beginners of the world they don't know what they don't know. So they just go on Amazon, they read reviews. They go on YouTube, they watch a video. Like the the baseball bat bros, whatever. The, what is, that, is that what they're called? The the dude that just takes hacks on hit tracks and does bat reviews. Like if he gives if he gives a good review on a bat, thousands of kids buy it. Thousands. Because he's the expert. He gets to be the expert because he has some kid feed the machine for him and he just tries to hit nukes and he's like, oh, it felt so good. And then he bat flips and he takes his batting gloves off and he overreacts. And now he's an expert. If you're a novice, if you are if you are new to something and you don't know the difference, you go to trusted resources or you go to, you go to resources where you think experts might have shared information. Yeah, I think we're doing a bad job of figuring out who the experts are as a whole but then okay so then you have to take a step back and say the experts are dealing with the with the details of the topic at at a much greater minutiae than the novice the novice doesn't even need to they don't even know to search for the thing that the experts talking about they're going to search for the thing that's stupid because they don't know any different so the non-expert coach let's move on to the next thing i can't expert i'm getting dumber (laughs) i feel like this is the scene in billy madison where i award you no points may god have mercy on your soul may god have mercy on your soul no but it's if the the people that don't know enough to know any better are the ones creating the content for the novice people to find and then you have to go through this whole cycle of like all right this is like very surface level stuff i'm done blacked out well you're talking about how bad the red sox defense is I love that the Twitter accounts are now calling these like little league home runs. There was a, which I guess it is, but just don't, it's, they're errors. Don't glorify the little league home run. It's just bad baseball or, or do it. I don't know. Maybe it makes the game more relatable. I, horrible defense. What was the full play? I I just remember the, the center, the, the catcher threw a single to center field and the center fielder wasn't there. I gotta watch the whole thing again. Yep. All right, so we got runner up. So it's a ground ball to second base. It was a hit and run, vacated spot. Balls to right center. Ball goes into second base, sort of. I mean, nobody's where they're supposed to be. The throw from right center went to towards second base, but it ended up being like 15 feet away. The second baseman caught and spun, throw it towards the catcher, was 15 feet to the left of home plate. To the, up the first baseline, his the thrower's left, and the catcher gets it, and I think he threw it on the run. Yeah, threw it on the run. It's like a video game throw, like when they, <laughs> when they throw on the run in a video game, just threw a base up the middle, 
and I don't think the guy stopped running. Did he even slide at one point? Corey Kluber, just nope. mad. Just mad. Runner on runner on second didn't stop at all. Okay, I got to see if this guy slid. No, he didn't slide. He went around round trip, no slide. Ball ended up about 340 feet away from home plate. Uh, it's the uh, just a bad play. The Red Sox defense isn't good because they don't have good defenders. Like Connor Wong's probably the only good defender they have at a position. What position does he play? The catcher. I haven't been watching the Red Sox. He's much. one of two catchers. So they have Devers at Him third. Not horrible, but not great. Um, is you want to know why they're not good at defense? Yeah, he's leading the American. He's leading the big leagues in errors because he's playing not his position. Kike this is? is why I don't understand. He's yeah, got lime green shoes set. on, though. He's got lime he, green shoes. Exactly. On. Terrible shortstop. But here's here's the pretty stuff good outfielder. Great center fielder. But if he was playing center field, that'd be great. He's just not a shortstop. Um, here's what I have to say about this. We're so fascinated with signing players that can play different positions. Kiki cannot play shortstop. Like it's if it's not cut and dry to everyone right now, then I don't know what is. Like Kike is a pretty good outfielder and like an okay second baseman. It's not a shortstop. So the question in the rundown is can the Reds can you make a defense better? Yeah, you know how? You put guys in positions they know how to play. That's it. Cassis, not a good first baseman. Verdugo's a very average outfielder. Duran's average to subpar, and Yoshida's not a good outfielder. So you know why they're not good at defense? Because they're not good at de- defending. I mean, that's just a lot of logic right there. Because if they were good at defense, then they'd be good at defense? Is that... At defending. Right? No, they'd be good at defending if yeah. they were good at defense. Two different things. Can you make your defense better? Yeah, practice. Practice at the major league level. At, league, so. at the major league level, how much of an increase in performance are you going to see from a player from practice? That was a joke. I didn't mean it. But like, like realistically, you, the, you can't because Pat, Patrick over. put you're done. Pa- Patrick put in the comments. Uh, how often do big leaguers practice defensive fundamentals? They practice all the time. Like you go to spring right, training, you go to spring training and like you do all the fundamentals and then you go out and play and like whatever happens is going to happen. Correct. How many, I'll how many you... fundamentals happen because of spring training? So here's the thing. I got asked to play the outfield in the major leagues, right? After not playing the outfield ever. Practice is the game. Just FYI. You don't have like, no matter how much you practice in practice, it's not the game. So you have to practice in the game to get good at the game. If so facto spring training is your practice. I kept asking teams to put me in the outfield during spring training. The twins particularly never did it. And they're like, hey, game six, go play right field. It's daunting, right? The only shot you have of getting better is if you go out and put in the early work every day, which is literally what I was doing because I didn't want to embarrass myself or hurt my team in the outfield. 
So little by little, what happened is I just built more and more confidence playing the outfield. And then literally by the time they stopped playing me in the outfield was when I felt like I was equipped to go do it. Um, Because at that point, you've established who you are. But you know how you can get better? It's minute details, right? Like people talk about Ron Washington all the time. Like, guess what? Like once or twice a week, guys that are with Ron Washington, they go out and they do their paddle drills. They do their they're they're kneeling down hand stuff and it's stuff you're not going to see right away right again it's boring it, it's it's over time it's growing into it but if you stay consistent and stay disciplined with how you do stuff that's how you get better so can you yes are people taking the steps to do that probably not like is kike doing early work today i doubt it you know, they probably have a day game. So he's, you know, cause they were supposed to have an off day today, but let's, how do you get better at defense? Put guys in the position they're supposed to play. And that's a good start. How much of it is just habits and focus? A focus is a big part of it. It's hard. I think it's, that, it's really it's hard. Like one of the, the most underrated aspects of the game is just the ability to focus for every pitch. There's a the mental game of baseball. There's a quote in there about Ozzy Smith, or Ozzy Smith had a quote. I forget exactly what it was, but it was something to the effect of like, like you have to focus for 300 pitches a day. Offense, defense, you need to be locked in. You, that's the game. You, if you're not paying attention to a pitch, you're you're losing information that would help you succeed. So you have to be able to lock in, and especially on defense, where the ball could be hit to you at any point in time. <clears throat> the, the phrase I always like to use was be ready to, you have to be ready to make your most difficult play. And that's, that was my gauge for a warm up. My warm up, my rule was, am I ready to make my most difficult play? If the answer is yes, then I'm ready. If the, if the On the first no, pitch of the game. First pitch Correct. of the game. Have to be ready to make your most. And that's like, <clears throat> as a yep. shortstop, like diving, play in the, in the hole, got to hop up, make the longest throw. That like what is your most difficult play? Can you make that play? If yes, then you're ready. If no, then you didn't get prepared. Are you ready to, to hit the most challenging pitch of the game? Yes or no? If you're not ready, are you ready you, to you take your opportunity for greatness? Take your opportunity for greatness. Wrap this thing up, Chris. Pickle. I think you should do pickle out today. You went today. It's not my thing. Not my thing. Not my thing.